0: hello and welcome back to the radio games cast it's the game Pass games club we're talking about some game Pass games as always i'm your host ryan i'm joined today by my lovely duo of co-hosts wyatt hello and alex
1: Eww. Gamer time.
0: <laughs> i love how incapable your mic was of handling that oh no i could i could feel
2: your mic on my end just going nope nope not even gonna try <laughs> no. not even not even gonna try did it? Right. Did it
3: just cut the sound out completely? Or yeah, it just fully stopped. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. It's very hey. Funny. At least it cuts out the sounds of me chewing
0: and nope. everything else. At I least I it do. does, including <laughs> speaking. Your mic's fine, Alex. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nothing. To, nothing to concern. Off to a great with. start.
2: We're off to a great start.
0: We're off to about as okay of a start as I expected. Uh, This has been the episode that's a long time coming of uh, Game Pass Games getting back in the groove. And by a long time, I mean this one we actually did have a reasonable amount of time between the two. Uh, It was just that the last one took longer. So we're getting back in the cadence. Uh, We're going to be picking some games. We're going to have five people on Game Pass Games Club going forward normally. We're still only going to be doing four games, because we don't have time to play five different games every month. I barely have enough uh, time for four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we want to be able to give everything a, a good shake. So, no five games, but we will have the other two, uh, Brett and Alex, joining us next time. Uh, for now, we're going to talk about some of the, the games that we played. So, who wants to kick us off? Is there a game that we want to get out of the way first?
2: Let's do, let's do <laughs> Broken Age first.
0: All right. All right.
2: Let's, let's do that. All right. Broken Age, developed by, by Double Fine, the very fine people that have worked on Psychonauts and Brutal Legend and some other, some other tasty, tasty treats. Uh, we got ourselves here. A uh, point-and-click adventure game that was originally uh, a Kickstarter project or an Indiegogo project, from what I remember. Um, this
0: was one of the first like big Kickstarter successes in terms yeah. of. Oh.
2: It had a lot of controversy rates. around that, actually, though.
0: Yeah, because it released in two acts. From at, what I remember. Uh, right. That was
2: think,
3: the Were each of the stories split apart? No, or... it was. It was like yeah. a, there was a halfway point,
0: and. Oh it cut off there and then act one and act two which now like this game released in 2014 it's been a long time oh, uh, wow. it is very much complete
2: <laughs> yeah um but no it's like a it's a very traditional um point and click adventure uh, with one notable difference or, or kind of two notable differences we'll get into the second one a <clears> bit but the first notable difference being uh there are two different storylines following two characters in literally two different worlds Um, and you can switch between them freely which is something that Ryan was not aware of for a little while
3: (laughs) and I think as as far as I've gotten they just don't intersect
0: at all until I'm assuming a twist at the end
2: I'm assuming they do Um,
0: the limited amount of knowledge I have of this game is they start intersecting more in Act 2 but I have no idea what point Act 2 actually starts at yeah.
2: i don't I don't think uh any of us got far enough to really see any of that play out at all um, yeah again we, we tend to play
0: these games for an hour to two hours for this show unless we like really really like one of them yeah uh, which has yeah. happened before we're like we'll all finish it but um yeah in this case I think broken age to me I can feel the quality like that's the double fine quality is there
2: but I wasn't hooked immediately um it's a bit of a well it's it's interesting i think shay's story which is set in space and he kind of he lives in this like space station nursery i don't want to call it um starts off intentionally slow whereas i yeah. feel like vela's story almost doesn't have enough like uh of, of like a build-up because it kind of starts you right away with it well I think it if- kind of
3: are you the kind of person who talks to every person you see in a, in a point-and-click?
2: Well, I haven't played a lot of point-and-clicks. I did here, just because it felt like there was a pretty digestible amount of people to talk to, and it wasn't uh, overwhelming. I was
3: going to say, because it's... At the very start of, like, for for her story, like, the, the first character you click on, it's that, and then you get into the house where the celebration is like, oh, oh, something's not right here. And then you talk to them more and more, and it's like, okay, this is... Like yeah, it, it's a it's a fast buildup, but I wouldn't say it's vertical. I'd say it's like a it's a quick slope.
2: It's it was a little it was a little too fast for me. I think like maybe maybe like a scene of Vella walk, like walking through her town and people kind of talking about it. So you're getting a little bit more information about what's going on or the ceremony. It just felt a little too like because the game takes its time in a lot of other areas. It felt felt like this was one of those things that they were for some reason just trying to get through as quickly as possible. I don't know if anyone else agrees, but that's, it just felt the, the pacing felt a little too fast for me, at least in that spot.
0: I've only played about two minutes of Villa story, so <laughs> <laughs> again, uh, didn't know that you could swap between the two uh, well, until Did
2: found... you get her in in Villa story? How far did I get? No no did Ryan, because you hadn't
0: Literally like, I walked into a room and people said surprise.
2: Okay. So we're, I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly explain what happens. Uh you're part of this town and you've been selected as as one of four women to basically be eaten by this sea creature. Well, uh... I, I will say so
0: <laughs> Shay's story because I, I played most of I think the, the first half of Shay's stuff, assuming oh, that wow. two is longer. Um so I, I got pretty far with Shay to the point where, like, they were referencing the Sacrifice Girl as a story, oh. which I assume is Vela. Oh. Like, I assume that's yeah. what Vela's story is is referencing. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I got far enough in, in Shay's to have that referenced. I think the reason that it didn't grab me probably was that I started with Shay and his starting section is very interesting but it doesn't progress for a long yeah, it's... time like mm-hmm. you're really you feel the monotony that Shay there... feels but it, it's maybe a little bit too long
3: <laughs> it, it's very it's very accurate to that day-to-day like constant looping routine um a little
0: too well <laughs> yeah uh yeah. I, I think it, it d- tended to work well but i i think a, if i had i started with velas i think i would be more invested um, based on what I've heard,
2: I it was it's it's interesting. The entire setup is that you're it's it's you and three other ladies, and you're in these like very you're in cakes essentially, and and you're in these like very over the top dresses. It's like I, I wrote this down in my notes. The best way to describe the scene, Alex, I don't know if you'd agree with me, is the story of um, Andromeda and Perseus from uh, like Greek mythology mixed with like. Uh, okay. Like a beauty, like a beauty pageant. It was the most bizarre thing I've ever. It was. It was very strange in a good way. It I'm. Was a, like,
3: I'm ashamed of the amount of Greek mythology I've forgotten. I need to read more. <laughs> it's,
2: it's like oh, this just ladies chained to a rock. She's going to be eaten by this monster as like a as like a sacrifice. A ah. And then Perseus has to come in and save her. Anyway, um, but but they were they were like oh I want to be eaten by this creature. No, pick me. It was. Yeah, it was very they, like, strange to watch <laughs> because
3: the because the years after whatever agreement happened they've all turned into a bunch of pacifist losers that just made a deal with this monster <laughs> and are okay with sacrificing uh all all their young women to it which no i'm i'm 100% with the grandpa on this come on
2: beat him up because it was it was insinuated that that originally this village that they live in was like was supposed to fight what's it called mog mog uh, Uh, Oh god, I can't remember the creature's name off the top of my head. Mog something. It's an Eldritch Horror. Yeah. Uh, Think think of like a big Cthulhu looking thing, Um, or like a flying, you know, spaghetti monster type situation. (laughs) Um, But no, it was it was an interesting start. Again, I just kind of wish like the 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 build up to you like going to the ceremony was a little bit more, and like maybe you got to see a bit more of the town before you just left.
3: Wait to say. Is it Sathoth?
2: No, that's no.
3: Yogthoth is, is a actual. is an actual. Thing. Yeah.
2: Ugh, where's Griffin when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like twenty feet behind
3: me. God, and I just remember that as I was listening to the "I Saw Mommy Kissing Sathoth Christmas music. Okay.
0: Earlier. Wait, what?
3: <laughs> Alex, there, so, you
0: can't just um, say these things and not explain I mean, so, I,
3: yourself. I, <laughs> I am sorry this is a little bit of a tangent. I someone made a uh I saw mummy kissing Santa Claus uh parody song, but it was I saw mummy kissing Yogg-Sathoth.
2: Excellent. Uh, by the uh by the <laughs> way the creature's name is Maud Chathra. for <laughs> <anyone's> Chathra. <laughs> mm.
1: Mm. Uh
0: anyways, well, great tangent. Um yeah. yeah, I think gameplay-wise this is exactly what you would expect from a point and click uh mm-hmm. so far i think the puzzles have been in at least in shay's Root, they're creative but not too obtuse yeah. I, I think that's always like a when people are complaining about older point and click design a lot of that is just that a lot of those games are very yeah. obtuse in what you had to do and the, here the it feels like need- generally the logic to follow is very approachable but maybe weird like maybe it's weird but it's weird in a way that makes sense
3: this is another I guess sort of problem that I had with it with establishing the stakes of the story early on though poor Shay's story it's very understandable why given the world building but none of the puzzles felt like they had any uh, danger to them at all like there was no risk of dying
2: I mean that Uh, was the point
3: in the other one yeah <laughs> in, in the other one, you know if you uh stand around for too long and fall through the clouds in the cloud city uh you you just get picked up by the the oopsie daisy birds, I think they're called
2: yeah it it reminded me of like when you fell off of a of an island in um skyward sword and then that one guy would it's, come in, would come in and fly and pick you up yeah there's <laughs> like there
3: that. there's there's that. Then there's, um, you know, in the beginning with the cake sections, like this music keeps on feeling like it's building up to a crescendo, and things like you feel like you have a limited amount of time. You don't.
2: I mean, I will say that illusion is is held up pretty well, though. Mm. I, I remember I was like trying to talk with all the with all the different um, uh, maidens that were that were being you know that were being yeah. eaten, and it felt like there was a good like. Amount of pressure there, even if it was, it was, if it was fake. Like I felt like it was still pretty good for the most part. It was still well executed. Um, yeah, although, I,
0: I think I, a lot of it with with Shea is just that Shea has no other characters that you're interacting with outside um, of the 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 mom and the dad, the mom and the dad, uh, which and, are
3: actively trying to keep no,
0: information from him. Yeah, you and, do uh, meet Marin. Good. Who is a a wolf man? Oh, I didn't. Well, he's a
2: well, he's a man in a in a wolf costume.
0: I'm not convinced he's a wolf man. Uh, (laughs) 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 Yeah, there is either a man in a wolf costume, as he claims he is, or an actual wolf man Uh, (laughs) that is in your your spaceship. And living yeah. in the vents and whatnot, um, who has you do a bunch of weird tasks to supposedly rescue things? Don't know where that's he has to going play yet. A he has he play, to play a claw machine. It's a claw machine. machine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's used to uh, <laughs> display that you can't make save everyone.
2: See, see here. See here's the thing: is that this is both something that's kind of cool. Uh, because it sets up a lot of mystery but also as it goes on it gets kind of frustrating with shade section you, everything that's explained to you is so vague that yeah. like hey you're being kept in the dark and you know that there's more going on which is interesting which keeps you mm-hmm. playing but at the same time there comes a point where you can't really rely on that anymore and you're like i need something concrete it, it's you. the one I time that can't...
3: drip feeding is acceptable
2: yeah uh, well and or... it at first, and then as as you go as you go along with this Wolfman's, you know, Marek, By the way, I did, I Marek, wrong. thank you, thank you. Um, as you go along with this, you're like, okay, everyone's being really vague. There's a bit of a mystery going on. I get it. There's a like I said. There's a certain point where that gets just aggravating. <laughs> and yeah, because like, it's like well, oh. Merrick
0: is to me as a player clearly reading is suspicious. Like oh, clearly absolutely. reading is suspicious. At no point <laughs> does Shay start to question if Merrick is suspicious at the point yeah. I'm out of the story. And I'm just like, okay, well, are we going to get to a bit with this third rescue that I have to do is like a reveal of him being suspicious? Or is it going to be a reveal of like Merrick is, it, is actually a good guy and he's on your side? Um, yeah. And just Rule of threes. seems suspicious. So... Or is
2: this whole thing an extension of like the the two overseers? those two like ai yeah but that was something that i had in the back that's what i'm wondering too like like, maybe this is
0: meant to teach you about danger but then it's just Mm -hmm. like this is weird Um, now you could
2: argue you could argue that because shay has been in this giant nursery mm -hmm. seemingly for his entire life he's very uh naive you could make that argument however from a player's perspective it's still infuriating because they're making it yeah. So obvious. <laughs> well, it's it's
3: I he he's definitely annoying young adult. Um like novel type, naive, but also, you know, just bored and done and tired and exhausted with his current situation where you know, he thinks he knows everything. He's like, "Ah, <sighs> yeah. <sighs> what difference well, does yeah, it well, make? I want to be a nihilist."
2: You feel for him at first because they have you go through the same loop as uh, every day that he and it does. was, And at, by the end, you're like, oh my yeah. god, I, I hate this. Please. Yeah, which is... <laughs> it's
3: and it's like, you else. saw, like, the really interesting part was that was, like, he does not smile at all in mm-hmm. the parts of the thing. Like, he's just constantly de- depressed and down. The one time that he smiles briefly so far is, like, the first few seconds he goes out on the spacewalk because he gets, like, a little bit of freedom even if he's in the
0: bubble. in the air. you, like, ended presumably about a minute before... <laughs> the mission where you have to like cut yourself off of a train uh and, and basically free fall presumably to your death so yeah yeah it gets wild it gets real wild um i think it's just odd though because uh, so i i did i'm looking up a a like walkthrough just to see how far in i am and yeah i'm at the end of of shay's storyline huh. Aside from one last like set of things, I'm just like, oh this wow, is a like weird for part one, one
3: or for part oh, one, sure,
0: sure, sure, yeah. yeah, this is a weird act one because I'm not grabbed like at all, uh, and it's gonna end presumably when the reveal would happen, and then I'll have to go complete Vela's story to like see the next step. So that's just a weird structure to me. Uh, maybe it will feel better because I I think I will probably keep playing this game. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially considering it, I think it's only 10 hours long or so, it's not a super lengthy game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like considering I'm already most of the way through one of the, the like quarters of the game, it seems reasonable to, to actually get through the rest of it if it continues being interesting. Uh, I do think part of it might just be that Double Fine's character designs are always a little unsettling,
2: yeah. And yep. maybe
0: that's making me more suspicious of everything than I should be. <laughs> but at the same time, like that's a that that's maybe a problem in, in this scenario. I have written
2: here I have written here uh character designs are an acquired taste. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say I you, do like them. No, I do too. And I love I love the uh, just the art style in general, I think it's it's very
3: if psychonauts was uh held by the feet and swung around a bit until they were elongated
1: <laughs> yeah
2: yeah yeah that's a good way to put it however there is one thing with the art style that i wasn't a fan of and i'm sure you two noticed this too the the background art was a much much lower resolution than like the character models i didn't notice and i did notice it was that, yeah. really bad sometimes. and very It really, it
0: depended on the scene. So, like, some yep. scenes didn't have that issue, and some scenes you could really clearly tell that they were just kind of fuzzy. Um, yeah. The mm-hmm. way I'd sort of describe it, Wyatt, it looks like it's made in dreams.
2: <laughs> 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 if that makes sense. Uh, yes. I think it does.
0: Yeah. And, and that's not a huge problem, but it is just... There's a noticeable, like, lack of p- polish, I would say, on the backgrounds. Yeah. I, I would I, and I would say. say it's not a huge issue because it's probably a case of like they needed to make this game and there's a lot of stuff they had to put in the game to make it. And point and clicks are expensive for oh, helping yeah. the audiences. So
2: they're not the most scalable thing in the world. Yeah. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, would, I think, think that's a common issue with this genre of like backgrounds tend to take shortcuts because you've got to get to the actual gameplay at some point.
2: Which is a little unfortunate because for point and clicks, you're looking at the backgrounds a lot. For, yeah, like you got to find a
0: middle ground context. to make them. Yeah, good. it's
3: all about those cards. Like I've, I guess, sort of in the thing of point and clicks. Like I have wanted to just get stills of some of the Professor Layton uh, backgrounds because yeah. they're beautiful watercolors. But yeah, some of them do suffer. Like even from you know, like level five, it's a it's a bigger studio. It suffers from the the
0: downscaling uh, a bit. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh- I think the thing that I would say is that one of, I think the best like point and click style game that I've played, and this is not, it's not truly a point and click, but it's the same type of game is 13 Sentinels. Uh, 13 Mm. Sentinels is also like a common theme. I actually think it's more common than not for point and clicks to have multiple protagonists just because they like to have different perspectives for you to play through. And that game also has the issue of, like, there are certain characters that if you pick them to start with, it's just going to be a little bit less interesting because they're characters that become more important later on. And I have a feeling that's what I got. Is like, I picked Shay, and Shay was maybe not the best starting character choice,
1: mm-hmm.
0: because there wasn't anything to immediately grab me. Like, I, I, I don't know this I do Cthulhu think... thing sounds cool, so...
2: Yeah, I I started with Vela first, and I think that's like immediately more interesting to me, and so I think that that definitely helped me stay engaged throughout the beginning. Yeah, and of the that's game. not to say that
0: Shay's story isn't interesting. It just it doesn't go anywhere in this first bit, and it it really feels like it should have gone somewhere so far. Uh, but all right, yeah. What are our final thoughts on this game? Do you guys think you're gonna keep playing it? Go back to it.
2: I think point and clicks are just not my thing and I... and i and I picked this because i i wanted to, i'm I'm trying to expand my horizon where I was like, i want to give uh point and click another two I just think they're not my thing unfortunately, but i I liked what I played. I don't think I'm gonna are play you a fan of,
0: of telltale stuff Wyatt the telltale type i of games? am
2: that's the weird thing so i, I I'm love... with
0: you on that I think those types of games just because of the the difference in presentation does make a difference for it's more narrative narrative heavy
2: it's more narrative focused for me which i think is is the big
0: yeah i will say the puzzles here are better um oh so i think if you're more fan of puzzles this will this will be more up your alley which brings us to alex
1: um
3: yeah i yeah the puzzles are very reasonable i do miss sort of the archaic point-and-click nonsense logic like you know, putting a squid inside a porter potty to be able to get a, a VHS from someone.
0: Um, Shay does have a thing where you need to shrink his head to get inside something, and the way that you do that is very wacky. So that might be, the I one yeah, for I, you. I think I'll
3: definitely play this a little bit more because I, I want to you know especially see that train scene with Shay because I, I get very excited when things come to trains. Um, <laughs> I I don't know if I'm gonna finish it. No, but I'll definitely play a little bit more
2: at the very I, least. I will say I think the one thing that I was kind of expecting because I knew the 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 whole like multiple narrative switching going into it, right? I think the one thing that would have kept me playing that I didn't really see was a lot of interplay between Shay's story and Velo's play
0: story. thirteen I... Sentinels.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and I and I wonder if that happens in in later in the game, but I was not. It, you could just kind of switch between the two whenever you wanted which was cool but they didn't really like interplay with each other at all and i think i would have liked it would be more that.
3: it would be insane if they actually just kept it split screen the entire
0: game
2: <laughs> oh god <laughs> that would be very funny <laughs> hey maybe maybe a broken age 2 co-op you know, like a co-op point-and-click. You never know. Oh well, point I and
3: click say, sounds This game is incredibly entertaining.
0: I think that's something we got to give it credit for, is it is, at, at times, <laughs> it has the double fine sense oh, yeah, of humor, which almost oh, always yeah. lands in the experience. I, if you're
3: I, I felt yeah, so bad yeah. laughing at the mom who lost her knife when I came up to her in the Cloud City. Oh,
2: God, that entire sequence was great. <laughs> You you, you yeah. walk up to this Why to are the, the eggs
3: made of gold? Well, oh, that's the heaviest thing we have in here, so it helps them not, you know, take them away and lose them.
2: Honestly, I kinda just wished my, my husband would just would is have an affair with me and get to the point already. Yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> so so <laughs> I was so
3: shocked I was like honestly, I wish he would just kinda have like, an affair what? like a normal person does with <laughs> like their Yeah, I was
2: I was sitting there, I was eating like a plate of food while I was playing this game, and I was sitting there and I was like What? <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. It was great.
3: But no, he had to join a cult. And I just,
2: I love the weirdness. I'm just humoring like, him. I, I love the weirdness, especially yeah. in Vela's story. You're, you're about to be eaten by this giant meatball spaghetti creature. And then, you're, and then you attach a corset to a bird and fly off into the clouds where there's this whole cult society. It's bizarre. And it was, it was cool. <laughs> Once I stopped questioning how this world worked, I was like, all right, just turn the brain off. Doesn't matter. Just And then the,
3: yeah, be in the, the, moment. <laughs> the one sane teenager of the family when you go to them it's like i i really feel bad for your situation
2: Mm -hmm. yeah take my ladder i think think that was what was like dragging me through the most was a like double fines writing which is always good and just like the weirdness (laughs) the double fine weirdness i guess is is also their thing uh it just i was like what what's gonna happen next (laughs) what weird wacky thing is going on
0: all right. Well, I think that's that's our impressions. Uh, generally positive, but none of us are point-and-click fans to a, a huge yeah. degree, so we're maybe not the target audience for this one. Um, Wyatt, yeah. what's your next You fan? say
3: me having played Mystery of the Druids and having played all the Professor Layton games.
0: You know what? Maybe <laughs> you are the target
1: audience. <laughs> maybe, maybe you are.
3: <laughs> I, though I guess uh, Professor Layton's half and half point-and-click. No, No, it's still point-and-click, just not like the... Yeah,
0: I think, I think logic you're more of a like, of... Layton in a 999 kind of person. Yeah. Um,
2: I need yeah. to play Discworld. Okay, so for my next game, this is something I've been meaning to do with, with you guys for a while, and I've held it off because a couple of us have played this game, but none of us have played it together. My next game is Sea of Thieves, and I cannot wait <laughs> Huh. play with you guys. We are doing a stream where we're all playing it together, or at least at some point where we're all playing it together. I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait.
3: <laughs> Only if we get to reenact the Captain meme. <laughs> where the Absolute. ship just flies over
1: another... <laughs> Captain! <laughs>
2: I'm, I'm excited. It's it's one I've been saving in my back pocket for a
3: yeah, while. Yeah, and are think... we going to be starting to play this when... Wait, is, is the Monkey Island DLC uh, out um, by the
0: time we'll be playing this?
2: I don't know when that comes out, to be honest with you. Is I it probably already? Should.
0: I mean, the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff is out, right? So we, yeah. Can, yeah. we can do that.
2: And some of that is really cool. Not all of it, but some of it's cool.
0: <laughs> all right. Neat. Anyway. Well, uh, Wyatt, it's very funny that you did that because I was considering doing that.
2: Oh. But
3: now okay. you've
0: sealed your fate.
3: Oh. oh, oh, oh! No, <laughs> we're doing Ninja Gaiden three, aren't we? Of course, we. I are. I want to take
2: back my decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, <my> <laughs> oh, uh, all
0: right. Well, let's go ahead and talk about my game next. Then, um, look, bastard. I I picked good old Minecraft Legends for this month, good and
3: all, huh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I. This is a game that I think Wyatt and I were tentatively excited for.
2: I just love that this is a game, and then just end it there. Just leave. We went to the next game,
0: <laughs> and I played it. I felt very little while playing it. I don't think this is a bad game. I, I want to lead off with that. I think this is this is fine. It's a fine game for people that are children. <laughs>
3: When when you say you felt very little, do you, like, not to the extent where it left you numb inside, it just didn't really... No, no, it was
0: just like, I, at no point while I was playing did I have, like, a high point. And I I, I think, like, let me describe what this game is, for people that haven't played it. This is (laughs) a, you run around on your horse in in a Minecraft world that's randomly generated... Uh, you need to defend a bunch of villages, and you have different units that you can kind of command and spawn and, and place around uh, in order to attack things and whatnot. Very thematically like an RTS, but this it does not play like an RTS. This is more of a, you are controlling a squadron of things and moving them around. Um, I think the thing for me that didn't land here is it just, it doesn't feel like there's enough in terms of, like, the base building or anything that really led me to interact with it mm-hmm. more than was just the bare minimum of necessity. Because it felt like you're, you've are you got these randomly generated villages, and you defend them, and then you have, like, attacks that come from different directions. But because everything is, like, a circle, it's hard to create an interesting like a layout for them to go through. Whereas like the traditional way that like a tower defense game or something or even StarCraft uh are the other RTS games work is they have maps that have like choke points and various areas like that that become the sort of like place where you can funnel your your forces to to actually like bl- blockade them there or do something different and just play with the terrain a little bit. That Really was lacking here, and I think that's such an integral part of why these games are good. Um, Yeah, that it just it didn't come together for me. There wasn't a point where I was like, "Oh, I can build a couple bridges here that will like they'll have to cross these bridges to get to the village, and then that way I can like fight them while they're on the bridges." And that would be super cool if that was here. It really wasn't. I think maybe in multiplayer, if we were doing PvP, this game would actually be a lot more fun um we didn't have a chance to do that so i'll caveat this with saying i think this game will be would be a lot more fun in pvp even even just like casually with friends because you guys could you could have some fun tactics like do something funky with your bases that feels like it just wouldn't be super possible in mm. the base game
2: i so i i do want to give uh, mojang developed it didn't they or did they no this is so it?
0: this is actually let me make sure that i'm saying the right studio here uh i believe this is the studio behind homeworld
2: oh which is (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) interesting
0: yeah blackbird interactive so this is the studio that's behind homeworld 3 uh, and homeworld deserts of kerak and surprisingly uh one of our games this month is going to be Heartsprays shipbreaker that's alex other alex's pick uh which he is not on this episode because he didn't play these games. It wasn't we're adding him in now. Hardspray Shipbreaker is our other game, developed by the same people. Uh Blackbird Interactive, which is they're a good studio and they know what they're doing. Uh, especially when it comes to strategy games. I think the the homeworld stuff that they've worked on is legitimately very, very good. Um This felt not like them at their best. Like it, it was polished. The controls are good. At no point was I well, really fighting with it.
2: I so so and what I was what I was going to say was I I can really respect them taking the the Minecraft license and doing something weird with it because yeah. what they did before this was they had Minecraft and then they also have was it Minecraft uh, Dungeons right mm-hmm. which you know i'm all for taking minecraft and trying to go into different genres and do different things but that felt very like baby diablo or baby arpg hmm. right Yeah, and, and at not least not in a derogatory this, like, takes way takes
0: advantage right? of having like the building things like yeah, you, it's you unique. do have base building here that is definitely i think very welcome and in it's inclusion but yeah
2: it's it's a it's a very unique idea unique to the point where they had a hard time describing what it was which is which is something that, that Ryan and I had talked about a couple times, but it, mm-hmm. I I can respect them trying to do something wacky, and but yeah, for me I I could like I like the idea on paper a lot, and I could there were moments, especially during that like tutorial section where you're you're fighting that last giant like, uh, what are they called uh pick pick uh. uh Pigmen, what are they called? The little creatures that you fight? Pigmen. 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 Thank you. Um, that last... <laughs> oh, God. Don't. Oh, oh, God. I'm going to get all confused. Um, but that last, like, giant structure that you fight where you have to take out the nether portal in the middle of stuff. I was like, okay, it's, it's kind of coming together for me a little bit. I can kind of, like, there are some fun moments where you're like, hey, I want these guys to, like, destroy this building. I want these guys just to focus on... You know like infantry troops and stuff and then where it all fell apart to me is when you had to get more units you had to go on your little horsey you had to teleport or go all the way back to the place where you had to create units and then you had to bring them all the way back again and so it becomes this thing of like it takes the 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 things in in traditional rts that take two seconds which is going from whatever battle you're in back to your base calling a bunch of guys and then back to the fight again, that takes so much longer because you can't just like teleport around at will or you can't get to places very quickly. And so it feels like an RTS game with very limited like character action stuff, and then it just mm-hmm. kind of slows everything down to a crawl to the point where it's not fun anymore and the pace isn't being kept properly.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think... This game is like oddly frictionless. Like there's at no (laughs) point do you run into a thing that challenges you in any meaningful way. And I I feel like that's a tough line to walk because this is a game that is going to appeal to a lot of children. A lot of people that are really into Minecraft, which is a younger audience. And I think what might have happened here is that there's just not enough credit being given to those people. Of, like, <laughs> children are smart as hell. They're very good at at finding solutions to problems. Uh, and I, I think this game just doesn't present any interesting problems. Like, it, it just lacks that edge of, like, here's a unique scenario that you have to encounter. Um, I do think this game probably hits for people that are really into Minecraft. Like, I don't think that those people will be disappointed in this. Because when I imagine why it... Alex, join me in in the headspace here, okay? okay. Imagine Minecraft Legends, all right? We're mm-hmm. taking the Minecraft out of it. And we're replacing it with no just random legends. generation. No random mm-hmm. generation, just the Legends, okay? It's gonna be not randomly generated. We're having a, a map that is designed and put there. And then we throw Lord of the Rings in front of the Legends. Yeah. Lord of the Rings Legends, okay? It's set in Middle-earth. You have a Middle-earth map. And you're Gondor, all right? Mm-hmm. And you're running around defending from the forces of Mordor. And without changing any mechanics, I think that's immediately a lot more appealing to us. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just a case of like the reason I would get rid of the procedural generation here is because it's cool that the map is procedurally generated. It's I Minecraft-y, think it means guess. it's Minecrafty. It's on theme. It is way less interesting. Than this having like natural choke points and whatnot that are created to encourage interesting scenarios, um, and like maybe have the random generation as a thing afterwards that you can do of like randomly generate where things go, you know. But there's a, a real loss here of what feels like designed content uh, mm-hmm. that actually engages you on a, a deeper level. And
2: see, you yeah. say the random generation is the problem. The thing is, when we played Age of Empires four those maps were randomly generated and still had choke points yeah Hmm. that's a fair point so i don't even think it's the fact that it's random generation i think it's how they're designing that randomly generated world and not the fact that they it just doesn't account for choke points because you can totally do that absolutely
0: yeah it just—it feels weird. I, I, there's a lot of fixes potentially to this. Like maybe you have enemies all spawn in one big blob at the end, and they like march towards you like they're an actual army, moving in from a different town or something instead of being like they're gonna spawn in a bunch of places around this village. You know, I, there's yeah. a lot of ways around it, but also I think I, I, the end of the game didn't do any of them.
2: Hey, yeah, I. Also, I have a question. I'm not super familiar with Minecraft lore, but what what were those creatures? What was foresight and action and knowledge? I think what, who, who created are those?
0: For, the, for this game? They're
2: like, What's ha- what was that?
0: <laughs> I think that's like the Triforce, basically. <laughs> it's, it's the Minecraft equivalent of the Triforce. Of, they uh,
2: never. I see, because they never explained what they were. Even if it was just a single sentence, like "Yeah, we're gods" or something. That's something they didn't explain us as- any of it. So I feel I like assumed... they did say
0: they were the gods. I think that what that did, did happen. They?
2: Did they?
0: I don't Maybe even remember. I'm gaslighting but... myself.
2: <laughs> Into believing that was information I just, we were be- given because because they they come they so come out of nowhere and they there's like no explanation for them i just assumed this was a minecraft thing that everyone knew and understood Mm -hmm. i I don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know but it was very strange (laughs) i will say i will say um i actually this this is this is gonna be a hot take so prepare yourselves make sure you're make sure you're sitting in a seat so you're not knocked over Art style wise, I kind of prefer this over vanilla Minecraft.
0: Yeah, I think this is a pretty good looking game.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't know if that was gonna if that was going to ruffle any any feathers, but I was like, no, wow, I actually really. really, actually really like the way this game looks. I kind of like the the Minecraft art style mixed with a bit of like cell shading. i I just thought that yeah. looked really good.
0: All right. Uh any final thoughts on this? Uh Alex, this sounds like it also wasn't your game.
1: <laughs> yeah,
3: I like, this said it was an RTS. I as we found out with Age of Empires, I am not an art uh an RTS person. Mm-hmm. That it's I I still struggle to call this one it, but whatever it was, it's it's not really my thing either. Which, I, I did That
0: I think exemplifies the problem of like this game is simpler than an RTS, but isn't landing for the person that doesn't like RTSs yeah. due to how complex they are. Maybe there's just a, a more fundamental issue
2: here. Well, I just, I just, I, I like the idea of mixing like, like third-person melee combat with RTS elements, but it just felt so clunky. Oh, yeah, and then
3: you can summon all these different units. You can't do any formation things with them.
2: You kind of... Uh, no, not really. No, I'm going to say no. <laughs> Look, I'm going to...
0: Okay, so I played another game that's actually bizarrely somewhat similar to this game called Bladestorm Nightmare. So Blade Storm Nightmare is a Koei Tecmo, same di- war- developers as Dynasty Warriors. This is an old oh. game that they released back in the like PS3, Xbox 360 era that is a... 100 years of war... France versus England, you're a mercenary and you're controlling groups of mercenaries as you're like running through the world. It's like it's Dynasty Warriors but without instead of being a character action game, it's a uh, Dynasty you have Wars, like a unit Europe. of people around you all the time and you're like moving them around and you can order them to do different things. That game is much more engaging than this. <laughs> and that's weird, because Blades from Nightmare is not a great game. Like, it's it's really, <laughs> really specific in who it's for. Um, but it has so much more variety, and, like, your unit types make a difference. Uh, you don't have to, like, go spawn units. You just have your... You do not control, like, the towns that you have. The towns will automatically spawn allies that, like, run towards the uh- other, like, enemy things. And you can take over any unit that's been spawned. So it's more about, like, finding the right units to solve a problem and then going in and, like, securing an objective. Uh,
3: You can control groups and swap who you, like, play boots on the ground as? Is that what you're saying?
0: You're you're always playing boots on the ground. So you're always playing, like, essentially, you know, like, the the person with the banner in Mm -hmm. a, like, medieval engagement or something that is, like, ordering around units and whatnot. You're that person. So you're like the leader of a group of units. You're always from a third-person perspective running around, but you can find, like, look on a map and, like, go find people to command. Um, and it feels, I would say, much better than, than this. And that game is many, many years old at this point. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Minecraft Legends is not a hit with what it was attempting to do. It just did, didn't yeah. land for me.
2: This reminds me, I'm trying to find the title of it right now, but there was a game that came out many, many years ago at this point. Uh, It came out a Broken Mess, so I think people just kind of forgot about it. But it was a RTS where you could also control any of your individual units in like a third-person shooter type situation. And it was set in the Civil War where a a future military army comes from the future and so it's civil war is this the one where the president's time travel i don't know it 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 sounds like a wacky insane Mm. thing and i can't find the name of it off the top of my head because i'm 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 pretty sure it died very quickly but it it's a whole thing and it kind of reminds me of that and i feel like that kind of would have been the better 'Cause it's almost like they took the cursor mm-hmm. of an RTS game and made that the playable character instead of one of like the characters that you control around and then can also control, if if that makes sense. And I feel like that was a <laughs> I feel like that was a mistake.
0: <laughs> Wild. I don't know if, there don't is know apparently that. a game called Call to Arms <laughs> that is that. So it is it's is but what it's I'm modern thinking? military. It's not the same game, I don't think. Uh this is, this looks bizarre
2: what I'm thinking you know what of, I don't know it... maybe this is
0: <laughs> maybe this is the game. It I, <laughs> this looks oh, very God. fun legitimately. like
2: full disclosure, I'm remembering this from an old like top 10 worst games of whatever year video when I was a.: teenager.
0: I do remember natural selection 2 had the same type of thing. Um,
2: oh yeah. Yeah,
0: like I I think these games can be excellent. It's just a case of like you really need to manage to have a way where you are not the one ordering things around very often, and can get boots on the ground time and And have it be effective.
2: Yeah, and I I think the ultimate thing that really killed it for me is that there's only one way to really select your units on the battlefield right and that's to like to rally your troops with a little circle right you can only select so many troops with that one rally which means if you're trying to send a bunch of units in one direction you have to and you have like a big group you have to rally a bunch of guys bring them over to where you want them tell them to fight something run all the way back and get a second group of people run all the way back to where you were going and it's just Part of r t s is like efficiency and like getting all of your units to be doing something. and this game makes that impossible. <laughs> and it was really yeah. frustrating. There,
1: right. were, there
2: were moments, like I said, where it was kind of working for me. And then for like a for like a brief moment, it was gone.
3: <laughs> and yeah. you said your next game is, oh, no, we're doing final thoughts, I think, or did.
2: We'd We'd spent, we did. I feel
3: like we spent.
2: That was a
0: long fight. Yeah, that a was a while, our... while on. We this. have a lot okay. to say about this game, just because I think like analyzing why it's not great is kind of hard because yeah. at face value everything works, but yeah, it, it did not land for me. Um, all right. So th- my next game is going to be Ninja Gaiden Three, Ninja Gaiden Sigma Three. It's been a long time coming. We have to. Cheers. To suffer together and get to see some Stigma true B-movie-level plot.
2: <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. Now. I can't
3: wait to stare into Ryu Hayabusa's uh, lime green eyes again.
2: I still can't get over the fact Great. that apparently we've already played the ones that were supposed to be good. I, I, I just.
0: <laughs> oh, Wyatt. I love to watch you suffer so much.
2: I know you do. It's this sick obsession that you have, <laughs>
0: <laughs> All
3: right, Alex? Uh, okay. I'm my brain is malfunctioning. The game that I picked for for this 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 games club was uh, one that we got to do a stream of because it was exclusively multiplayer type stuff. It was uh, Guilty Gear Strive because I'm I'm on a sadistic fighting game kick, and we got to do like a little bit of a. Uh, Strive school with Ryan where and you he had mercilessly me where he mercilessly me beat the expression. shit out of us. <laughs> 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 and I I I I'm still it's it's a toss up between whether or not I want to have you guys do another fighting game. I think I'm going to I think I might be giving you a break for for a month though, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <like> an off <laughs> month from of the fighting games. Yeah. Um, um yeah, Guilty Gear Strive. I I, tr- I tried to watch the movie to get a better understanding on how to actually it's introduce this game besides fighting game.
0: Yeah, so um, the story mode of Guilty Gear Strive is just a movie. <laughs> it is it a is. four
3: and a half hour long movie, I
0: think? It's long that... That now. I think it got a story DLC. It's, oh, of Christ. course, bizarre when the story DLC is literally just more movie type thing to play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's uh, fun. It's a it's a fun watch.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I have already forgotten what you told us the gears were at first, uh, or it why they are matter. guilty. It's a
0: nonsense term.
3: Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a fighting game. There's a lot of fun terminology things. That's where we got the oh oh god, not neutral cancel. What was some of the terminology you taught us? Um, uh, Roman canceling? cancel, Roman cancel.
0: Yep, Roman canceling. You had red, blue, red and blue Roman canceling. You have purple Roman canceling, I believe too. So oh God, I
3: could I completely forgot about colored Roman cancelings.
0: Yeah, I've been in the Street Fighter Six Zone, so Roman canceling, I would mm. have to remember which color is which. But mm. yeah, it's a um, I think it's an incredibly competent fighting game. Um, it is. Drive. It definitely
3: takes it takes a lot of time to get used to if you are either new to to fighting games or have played like another wacky one that isn't really which. A lot of fighting games, to their credit, are very unique in how they handle a lot of mechanics. Like, I'd Mm -hmm. say, you know, uh, if you're looking at something between Mortal Kombat versus Guilty Gear versus uh, Soul Calibur versus um, All-Star Battle R, they're all insanely different uh, on how they handle... Uh, mechanics and just the, the 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 basics of the fighting games with how many you know attack buttons you have the different types of combos you're able to pull off how often they want you to do f- stupid half circles which are still impossible for me for some reason
0: quarter circles yeah uh,
3: oh no f- like full half i can do a quarter circles can pretty do quarter well
0: circle now. reliably now
3: half circles are, are still beating the absolute crap out of me
0: the the, the trick with half circles you have to make sure you your finger stops at the half circle you can't because a lot of people will rock their finger too far and hit like the up diagonal instead of stopping at the forward so that's often i found the problem when people are trying to do those but yeah guilty your strive is i think um generally more accessible than most other fighting games it does not have the auto combo or other things that a lot of like dragon ball fighters has and whatnot mm. uh, that make fighting games really accessible but at the same time like those things have a knock-on effect of meaning whenever you have a system that makes something a little bit more accessible but uses an entirely different control method than the rest of the game there becomes like a gap between like okay, you can play with that and then succeed to a degree and then you have to swap to the actual method of controlling the game and now you just ha- don't have any experience because you yeah, haven't been I, using it. So. I,
3: I will say having... like Usually, story modes and things do help with accessibility instead of you know just throwing you into the PvP pool where even when you're going with tiers of players, you'll still get, you know, comboed to death in one hit on multiple occasions. <laughs> um. It's, But there, I, I do like the layers of complexity that when you are in a group of friends who are also learning the game, uh, you're, you're able to sort of ease into uh, with like how there were. And, and the different types of characters, too, are interesting with, you know, trap characters, assault characters, defense characters. And there's like different stance characters that Wyatt was also having a, a really good time with, just, just absolutely dominating. For, for a good bit in, in our little knockout yeah, round. I used,
2: I used all of my, my technical skill and, and mastery of the fighting game genre that I have developed over, uh, over many, many years of rigorous training and, and playing uh, many local tournaments and everything. And I just concentrated all of that effort into that, into that stream with you guys. Can you tell me I'm uh, which sorry which that I you were playing you.
0: Wyatt that had stances?
2: Oh, oh, I played the guy that looks like uh, that looks like the uh, the Castlevania character. Yeah, yeah, that guy. <laughs> you know, he, you his, know,
3: his his name? weapons
0: his weapons were like two giant
3: crosses, right?
0: That that would be what? Leo Whitefang. Just so you, you got to remember that you're a, if anyone asks you Wyatt and doubts your fighting game cred, you have to say you're a Leo Whitefang main. All right? And that's how they know you're serious. Okay, that's, that's how they know you take your, You know your stuff and you take it seriously. All right? <laughs> very simple. Um, right. Of course. Yeah, I mean, my perspective is skewed. I play a lot of fighting games. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive is one of the better current fighting games. I think Street Fighter Six right now is, like, a very, very good uh, alternative in terms of, like, what a, a competitive fighting game looks like. But, yeah, Guilty Gear Strive is, is extremely fun. Um, it is easier to learn than most other hardcore, quote unquote, fighting games. Uh, it, if you try to go learn like one of the older Guilty Gear games, it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> Guilty Gear Strive is definitely a lot more approachable in that sense. Of character move lists are not super long, and the way different things work is very understandable. Um, so yeah, I think I think it's a good starting point if you want to jump into fighting games, but not you want to start learning how they actually play and not learning auto combos and other like bad habits from other games that will not make you able to compete at like a competitive level. Uh, there's not a ton here. If you're not interested in PVP, I think the, the story yeah. mode is cool. a movie. It's a movie. <laughs> like, it's a there little movie. No
3: gameplay. There it's an engine an though, gameplay. right? So that's, you know, yeah,
0: it's neat. a movie. Um, you can play arcade mode, which is like the the traditional. You get a bunch of uh, fights in a row. There's a lot of other stuff here, but if you want a, a like meteor fighting game for single player, look at Street Fighter Six or a, the older BlazBlue games. All have very in depth single player offerings. So, also if
3: you're if you're a JoJo fan, you you can just play through uh, the the first six.
1: Uh, almost seven parts of the, uh, the, oh my God, the the manga and the show for All Star Battle R. Are...
2: don't
0: it's, know if they're going to. It's story a terrible to way to experience that story if you do though. <laughs> it is you fight like you will fight all the random bosses and get none yep. of the in between. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's
3: uh, there's there, there's little there's little taglines. Don't go into it if you haven't seen JoJo before. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So, I, it, Guilty Gear Strive's great. It's just a, if you want to see our reactions to it, I think fighting games are a game that you get a lot more out of seeing what we actually thought at the moment than what we're saying mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's the case. Any other final thoughts on Guilty Gear Strive? <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Uh, I will only be playing it again if you guys want to play it again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. That is the way of fighting games. And if all right. you guys
2: want to play Guilty Gear again, I will happily watch you play it.
0: <laughs> you will happily not show up <laughs>
2: Yes <laughs> <laughs> all right i I just don't like fighting that's just well just, just in case about... whoever's watching isn't aware yeah.
0: <laughs> Look, we fighting game people understand that most people are not fighting game people.
2: It's it's why I let you guys just just you know discuss it because I feel like I wasn't really gonna add much to the conversation. <laughs> Other than it looks cool. Did the you at least have fun mashing great. buttons?
3: Yeah. Oh my god, we didn't I talk did about for the art, art style at all.
0: <laughs> it is beautiful. Guild Gear Strike yeah. is a beautiful
3: game. game. It has uh, and, some and wonderful. Like 3D watercolored esque backgrounds and the yeah. fun cel shaded characters. It's it's always a fun mix.
0: Alright, well let's move on. Uh Alex, what is your next game?
3: Uh my next game is let's get the title correct, uh, The Bookwalker, uh, Thief of Tales. Ooh. I am so I've never glad heard heard of that because i wanted looks, to play that. It looks so insanely fun. It looks like a really good sort of indie-esque mix between Thief and
0: Dishonored. Yeah, this was at, I think, the future game show for Summer Game Fest, and yeah, it looked really good. Um, All right, well, let's move on and talk about Loop Hero. Brett is not here to give the Loop Hero spiel, uh, so we can all kind of collectively give the Loop Hero spiel. Loop Hero is a roguelike where you play as a hero that is looping around a pathway, and you place things on the pathway for your hero to pass by or fight and so your hero will like level up and get stronger to be able to fight more things makes sense is that yeah a yeah, good yeah that's a pretty good thing. Hero? you can also like,
3: like well i think around. you yeah you don't place enemies you place things on the path that modify the terrain that, like, yeah which will then
0: like spawn enemies based types off of, of that.
2: I have a I have a note here that says uh re- it's a reverse engineered tower defense game.
0: Hmm. Yeah. That's a reasonable thing. I I think the goal here is that like it isn't that you want your hero to die, it's that you want your hero to get to ride the line like to right before they actually yeah. will die I as, as I said much as possible. Engineered. Yeah. So uh what i am curious about it how much of this game did you guys play i did like of uh, loop girl uh,
3: i i just unlocked the necromancers where i think i fell off because then i had to to move i, w- I was playing this for a, a pretty long
2: time yeah i i think i got like a, somewhere between like hour and 45 and two hours in.
0: okay okay so I, i've got 15 hours in this game yeah. <laughs> uh, notably, I actually bought this game when it came out a long time ago and played it then a ton. Um, I think this game has one of the best core loops of anything like this. Uh, well, it it's, is called Loop Crazy. Hero. Yeah. So. But it's, it's also a case of like, this isn't a game that's going to take a super long to get what you want out of it. Like, I think 15 hours is pretty representative of how long mo- like your average player is going to play this game. Um, I... you can play it for longer. There is more stuff to unlock. There's like a whole uh town building thing where you can build out between runs different things that will allow you new options during a run. Very akin to like a deck building game. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that's a really really strong like meta progression. That's always a thing for roguelikes for me that I I need a roguelike to have good meta progression, which is just like progression outside of a run. Um, And games like Hades and everything always tend to have that. So yeah, I think this has got a really good amount of progression to keep people playing, even if they're not super into this genre. Uh, It's gorgeous. This has got a great art style that I think is just very specific.
2: Speaking of the art style, did you guys leave the, the CRT filter on, or did you turn that off?
3: I played it both ways. I I don't remember touching that, but it
0: also has been a while.
2: Because the CRT filter is cool, but I gotta be honest, I turned that off pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think in, in a lot of games that offer that, I do tend to keep the CRT filter on, and Loop Hero, I don't think I did, because I, I think it actually really hurt the readability of the game. Yeah. Of, like it was Absolutely. hard to actually read things, and because this is a oh. game where there's a lot of like numbers and information you need to keep track of,
2: yeah
3: that makes sense why it's so good. This is published by devolver Digital.: yep.
0: yeah, devolver digital published game uh, I don't know this is, this is a kind of game that just like it has a perfect loop and it's very I would say very akin to like vampire survivors and how simple mm-hmm. it is, but at the same yeah. time how addictive, satisfying and, and addictive.
2: And despite how simple it is, it has that it has this one thing that I've talked about several times before that I love, which is that that concept of like I'm going to take a little bit from this genre, I'm going to take a little bit from this genre, I'm going to take a little bit from, genre, little bit from over here, mm-hmm. and then just make a really interesting new thing out of. Five I, I felt genres. like
3: there there was some Diablo esque build crafting elements to this as well. Yeah, I was having a lot of fun. Absolutely.
0: With. Uh, very much a, a great roguelike for, like, you wouldn't think this has synergies. It does. It very much leans into the roguelike idea of, like, getting stronger during a run and better. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of really cool things that are in this game. Uh, Where is that tab that shows you how long you've played a game in Game Pass? It's in the
2: Achievements tab.
1: In game
3: Pass. Achievements.
2: And, and you know what? Okay. I'm gonna say this, and I, I I, like, in no way mean this as, like, any form of disrespect because i do really like this game uh this would make such a good mobile game like, i think it is you on could make...
0: i think they, they did do a mobile port of this game uh, like i, I could I, be I, wrong i was playing, maybe this, maybe on, on I was iPad, playing
2: this on but... pc and i was like god this would make because of its simplicity and how straightforward it is it would make that it would have such a good mobile port you know what i mean and like if someone told me that this game was originated from like the app store or the Google Play Store or whatever, and then made a, a really yeah. good port on PC. I wouldn't be that surprised. Maybe, maybe and again, I don't. I don't mean that. And again, I don't mean that as a, uh, in like a derogatory way at all. It's just sometimes you get a game that works good on any platform that you put it on. You know.
0: Yeah, because I think the thing that like is often misunderstood about mobile games is when people use being a mobile game as an insult. That tends to refer to like monetization or. Uh, how a game looks or something of just not having the amount of effort put in that traditional console games and whatnot get put into them. Uh, Loop Hero absolutely is like, it, it looks phenomenal. Um, and it, yeah, it's not on mobile, I guess. I thought it was. No, it's, what it's a shame. I have, have
3: no idea why I can't understand Game Pass's UI. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <It's, there's> still... <laughs> um, but no, it's like like a good mobile game, it has that perfect like. Here's a really straightforward, simple mechanic, but we're gonna add one tiny twist in there to keep things interesting, and then have it just loop forever, yeah. essentially. There,
3: there's that, and also like the length of a run is is a really good you know length. Well, you can of, also like, determine the
2: length for... of your run too. you yeah. can you can choose to stop whatever. You know, yeah. which which is which makes it really scalable to like hey. Again, if it was a mobile game, hey, I got five minutes until my bus arrives, let's pull out Loop Hero on my phone and, and you know, do a little five-minute run. Works perfectly for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Alright, well, uh, I think Loop Hero is, honestly, I don't think any of us are going to have bad things to say about this game. <laughs> no, <bizarrely>. not really. <laughs> uh, I think, yeah, there's there's a couple different classes you can play that all behave a little bit differently. Um, there's a lot yeah, what's to the unlock most... here.
3: Yeah, because I'm having trouble finding, like, exactly... I, like, getting a good scale of, you know, how much time in the game means. Along those... What was the most recent thing you unlocked,
0: Ryan, with, with your playthrough? Uh, it's a good question. I want to say it was one of the, the more, like, heftily involved town building projects that enabled some funky thing, um... But yeah, that was a while ago, so I don't actually remember. Uh, class-wise, I mean, the Necromancer is the last one you unlocked. so. Oh, okay.
3: So yeah. there is only those three, then?
0: Yeah, there's three classes, but you unlock a lot of stuff through the town building thing that, like, augment mm-hmm. them in different ways. So, yeah, there's a lot of, like, stuff to continue to unlock. And the town building stuff, I think, lasts for much longer. Uh, and every time you unlock a new class, it, like, unlocks new buildings that you can build yeah. and whatnot. So... There's a lot to actually go in and add. Um, yeah, right? I like the town building tree. Town building tree is super cool. Uh, getting resources, yeah. This is just a very satisfying game. It's, I, it's yeah, great one to of make my incremental progress. At I when
3: I w- when I stopped like doing the okay, I've experienced like a good amount of enemy stuff. I I discovered that the rogue is perfect for resource grinding. <laughs> uh, so I was just doing that. I was building up so many. Like um, mountains and putting the like or uh, doing, I think it's the treasury, and then doing the mountains around those, getting a nice three by yeah. three block. Boom.
2: I also, I also love how it doesn't tell you absolutely everything. Like the first time I put down a like three by three grid of the mountains, and I got and the then giant it just mountain f- peak, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool! Give me a bunch of resources." And then it stopped there. The harpy flew down. I was like, "What? What's going yeah. on?" <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I un, unfortunately, I, I found out the the hard way that it's like, oh, you can only do that like once per map. It doesn't, oh, damn. Yeah,
2: and then I started doing that with like the meadows and stuff, and and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. But but now I'm like trying. And the synergy they have
3: there. when you place them near certain tiles, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. All right, well, Loop Hero, I think universally going to get praise. I I want to know, so we, I'm I'm gonna ask Brett what his opinions on this game in particular are. Next time he's mm-hmm. on the the actual podcast because there's a lot of things here that I think are going to tickle his fancy, uh, and it also was his pick. So yeah, we'll we'll follow up with Brett and see what he thought about this game next time there we is, have him.
2: There is an interesting thread uh, between this and Broken Age for both games surprisingly existential. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which was I mean, Lufy really amazing.
0: hits you with it immediately.
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, well, especially when the harpy shows up, you're like, oh, wait, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> hold, hold on a second, wait a minute.
0: <laughs> yeah, the, the like meta story here is that the world has stopped existing basically, and you're having to like put chunks of it back together as your or characters never- running around, and like characters keep reappearing and just falling into their familiar roles and whatnot, and yeah, it's really interesting. Uh, also, like people. Like are having trouble
3: forming new memories and keep forgetting old ones. And it's like yeah, if you take like your it, eyes off a section thing, of forest, it's, it's gone. Yeah, it's really cool.
2: I will say it was it was a concept that I didn't quite like get at first. I was like, "What? Wait, what's going on?" <laughs> and maybe that's just because I'm an idiot. But like, it took me a, a minute to kind of grasp like what was going on. <laughs> that's fair. It's 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 very like. Uh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, but it's it's not a lot of like concepts that that you can grasp like right away. It requires a lot of like. Oh God, I'm having I see I'm I'm having a hard time even trying to describe it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But it,
2: it took me it took me a second to kind of figure out. And I was like, okay, this is the the setup. It kind of took me a while to get to that point. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about uh, the pick that Alex has chosen here. So we're going to play Hardspace Shipbreaker. That's our, our last throw-in for our roundabout list of games. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll come back in about a month's time and talk about the rest of these games. Do our whole, our whole shindig once again. Got the... Ready for suffering? Ready for some Ninja Gaiden 3? To really just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is the only response you get.
0: Look, at least you'll be able to clear your Ninja Gaiden 3 PTSD with Exoprimal. Because Exoprimal is also out this month. So, uh. I would have chosen it but it comes out in the second half of the month. So it feels like we wouldn't have had enough time. Uh, Alright. That's the episode. We did all the, the games... We talked about all the stuff. I think it's time now to do shoutouts.
2: Uh, I'll go first. So, uh, while you guys were talking about Guilty Gear, I, I found the game that I was trying to reference. That weird Civil War RTS mm-hmm. game. It is called Gettysburg Armored Warfare. <laughs> published by Paradox Interactive. <laughs> 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 yep yep
0: (laughs) my lord what
2: yep
3: (laughs) i have to and to be clear like you, you saw a little bit of the this isn't the one with time traveling presidents in it is it uh
2: i don't think so like george
3: washington that doesn't show up with a gatling gun
2: this is the description on steam which for the record it is no longer available on steam
3: um
2: (laughs) customize Mm. an army of both futuristic and period soldiers tanks boats zeppelins and more control your army from above using traditional real-time strategy controls then take control of any unit in the third person perspective for direct combat
0: oh my god what if it is what a bizarre game Yeah, I really am just seeing like <laughs> Civil War soldiers decked out with laser guns.
2: It's also it's it's it released to a point where like if you're driving in a tank and there's like a stone wall, you hit the stone wall, the stone wall doesn't break apart, it just it just disappears. <laughs> and you just you just drive right on through it.
0: <laughs> a total biscuit did a WTF is in this game oh, way back I in the wa- day. Oh, I I'm gonna have that. to watch that. What a great thing. What a wonderful like game that, that you was uncovered. When I
2: was younger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All anyway, <right>.
2: top that! <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Alex, uh, you have a shout-out.
3: Um, uh, I'm having a fun cooking weekend. I've made a lot of stir fry and, and chicken and rice noodle. Dishes and, and things like that, and also some unfortunately loose chocolate oatmeal cookies. It it's it's been a fun weekend. Nice. That's the just some nice calm cooking and baking.
0: Alright. Well, my shout-out is the fact that a bunch of Diablo 4 developers got in a <laughs> karaoke bar last night and we were out until 1 a.m. And if my voice is kinda dead, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Very fun time. Uh, don't trust people when they say the karaoke bar is only going to take an hour. It, it takes much longer than that. We were there for nearly wait, wait, six I hours. Don't, I
2: don't, wait, I don't understand. You were hanging up with Diablo Four developers. How, does, how, how do you how do you know Diablo Four developers, right?
0: I work on Diablo Four. My opinions are my own. <laughs> this is not a podcast in any affiliation with Blizzard Entertainment. there we go. <laughs>
2: Oh, okay, gotcha. Thanks right. for clearing that, it, that I
0: have right to right then right. reiterate it, because now it's going to go on the YouTube. <laughs> you know,
1: I sometimes. don't.
0: <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're going to get out of here, because we, we've got things to do. You know, it's 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 the big fireworks weekend. So
3: Let's blow this popsicle stand, boys.
0: I know, for one, I'm going to stay inside and play games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fireworks
3: weekend. I, think I am going to board. look out the window and see if I can see uh, fireworks and hope they aren't gunshots.
2: Well, where I live, we do uh, fireworks on the 3rd for some reason, and I also work that day. Uh, so I'm sure it's going to be completely packed, and I will barely even have time to take a sip of water. So, You know what I else we're have time drew, for? Why? This
0: conversation, because the outro is playing right now. <laughs> segways. Uh, <laughs> As always, Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific time on the podcast platform of your choice, YouTube and Twitch. Uh, reminder on weeks when we don't have podcast episodes, there is traditionally something going up on the YouTube channel. It's just at double on radio gamescast.